Blog Talk Radio. going to be an exciting one. Joining me, Stephen Platinum, is of course Larry Goodman, but also Rob Rod, the world famous, the man who's making it happen this year with the awards more than just about everybody else. Um, good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Good evening, I'm Larry. Just... Good evening, Mr. Platinum, my little New Year's big year baby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I love it. I love it. Baby, I always thought baby New Year, what a weird, uh, while I understand the metaphor, right? You go from this old man at the end of time, and then um, he's renewed into a baby. It's still an awfully, awfully strange thing to do. Um, baby New Year. Um, so, But we are in a new year. <laughs> it's 2024. Uh, I know there's a ton of categories um, to go over and the nominees, and that's why most people have tuned in. Um, apparently, there's been a lot of attention about this particular uh, tipping point, so we're going to get into it pretty much right away. But um, I was going to ask Larry, um, did you have any overall thoughts about the awards and, and what, how things are shaping up so far? Well, one thing that jumped out is that with the changes that Rob Rod made in the nomination process, mm. the actual mail-in nominations um, came out, uh, let, let me just, let's say more accurately, and the actual ballot very much resembles what was sent in. More so, I mean, it always does, but this year more so than in past years, I would say. Um so kudos to those who mailed in and gave it some thought about how they were doing these various categories, because uh, I think it generally made it easier for the committee. Um, Rob yes, Rod, as the guy who came up with these, this new set of rules, basically um, it was a rule that um, instead of just ballot stuffing for one person or one group, you had to basically show that you had some field of knowledge um, and be able to nominate people in uh, multiple categories. And I, I think that's the, that rule has really forced people to, um, who knew what they were talking about as far as the Georgia wrestling scene. Even if it was relatively limited to a small group, at least they were addressing that small group instead of just one person, let's say. Um, are you pleased with how things went this year, Rob, Rob so far? Very much so. As I said, people, I've compared to last year, People put more thought into it. 
Were there some uh, block voting still or nominating still? Yes. You really can't get rid of that. But they were putting more effort into it, and even some of the uh, stuffing was uh, – they had to put thought into it. Well, I don't see any reason, um, gentlemen, unless somebody else has something they really want to say – to uh, prevent us from just going into some of the uh, – I mean, there's no minor category, but there are definitely the categories, um, some of which are brand new. You know, we've been uh, modifying each year. It seems like we're adding um, a different award. And it also seems like um, there's some awards that went from not really being relevant at all to becoming relevant. Um, so that's exciting stuff. Um, what category are we going to start with reading off the nominations? Well, for me, I consider this the most important category. We're going to start off with Mentor of the Year. These mm. are the people that the talent or other, even other referees, owners, will refer to and get advice from. So in my mind, this is probably the most important category, and the names on this are so important to Georgia Wrestling currently. So uh, I'm going to start off with a perennial winner, Todd Sexton, another past winner, Rick Michaels, Murder One, William Huckabee, the Incredible Hulk himself, and Ace Haven. You can't ask for a better list than that. That is an absolutely amazing list. Of course, um, people that aren't surprising, um, that would be Rick. That would be Todd, people who have been nominated before. I think Huckabee getting another nomination is a a, a little bit of a shock. But then again, um, this is about the the boys. Um, these These wrestlers and wrestling people are sending this in. And obviously there's quite a few people. The, the roots on every one of these names go far and deep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great. So we have Mentor of the Year. Um, now, what is the next category we're going to list the nominees of? Referee of the Year. Daryl Hall. Paul Santa. Mike Fulilov. Louis Santiago. And David Weekly. Just a great list, and I think referee, as much as any category on this list, is the one that continues to grow, where we used to have, um, and this is this has gone back any number of years to the days where it was like D versus uh, Kendall Wallace, let's say. You traditionally have like two referees that had sort of everybody's eye, and then um, Sometimes we would almost struggle to fill out the listing of five um, because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of different referees weren't really mentioned. But now you have a number of great referees doing uh, great work. Larry, what's one of those referees that you would like to personally really highlight? Everybody knows how great Grandpa is. He's a multiple-time winner. David Weekly also. Any of the other referees on that list really stand out to you? Well, you know, I have the pleasure of watching Luis Santiago almost every week on ProSouth. And, you know, I've said it on here before and I've written it. I think he's excellent and probably should be signed. I th- Rob, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this not the exact same five as last year? 
Uh, I'd have to go back and see. Uh, I, it, it may have, may be, because I'm pretty sure all of them were at the Gallo Awards, uh, so I believe that is the same five. Excellent. Well, and what's interesting to me is, though it didn't happen this year or last year, um, I would expect there's going to be a year very soon where a female referee um, makes it onto this list, and that will be exciting because – um, love her or hate her, I think the one referee most wrestling fans know by name on the national scene is Aubrey Edwards. And, you know, the amount of – I think she gets more attention than I'd say 70% of the active wrestlers on the national scene. I don't think I've seen anything like it. And uh, someday in Georgia we might have the same kind of thing happen. Well, I will point out we did get a female referee nominated – uh, this year, but unfortunately, it didn't meet, uh, wasn't uh, very much on that. But kudos to Yolanda Wright for getting nominated. Nice. Nice, nice. Cool. Next category, please. Commentator, the people behind the microphones on your video streams. We've got multi-time winner, winners, Brennan Benefield and Gerard Bonner of Southern Honor. Adam Vance, Southern Fried, Rob Weathers with multiple promotions, and the Wicked Nemesis and Matthias Stockthorne of ProSelf. An excellent list. And another category where I feel like there was a very limited amount of people who could win or people had contact with who even had a chance to win. But as they continued to defend their title, as it were, year after year, uh, Brandon and Gerard they continue to improve. It's not the kind of thing where they're winning just because there's really nobody else to vote for, which you could argue with with one or two of the other categories. They're just guys who do a great, great, great job, but now other people feel like maybe they've caught up. What do you guys think? Well, it, BB and GB have really set the bar, but you know, Adam Vance I've known for a long, long time, and I'm so happy he, uh, he's in here because he is very so underrated, and uh, I am so happy for him for that. And let me echo that sentiment. I've really uh, enjoyed listening to Adam this year as I've watched more Southern Fried video. Um, I realize how good he really is, and, and so happy that he he got a nomination this year. Yes. Um, this is one of those categories. We added this a couple of years ago. There was this idea of, um, you know, we have ring announcer and ring announcer and commentator used to be sort of one in the same, but it had gotten to the point where any, any number of people really made it clear that we needed to have separate categories for two very different jobs. So uh, I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see that we have a full field of uh, great nominees for that category. And what is our next one? Speaking of ring announcers, we have as our nominees, Diana Michelle, Fletch Malone, Scott Hensley, Jonathan Feltner, and Colt Taylor from CCW. This is Diana Michelle's to lose. And I don't think, um, I don't, people might complain that it's like, well, you're already stacking the deck. I'm just saying what, um, saying the obvious. Do you think any, of course, people have a chance to knock her off. Do you, you guys think it's going to happen this year? 
realistically, hell no. Um, but I am very, I'm glad to see um, some new names uh, get nominated, uh, specifically Fletch Malone and Cole, Cole Taylor, who are both have unique styles and, um, you know, they bring something different to the table. So I, I, I'm glad for that. But I, does anybody get to beat Diana? Boy, that's, that's really a long shot, I think. And that would be very, very tough. But, if, you know, if there's like new names and you got to love the new names. I think ring announcer, when you look at other places in pro wrestling world, I'm thinking specifically of the deathmatch world. One of the ways that XPW really burst upon the scene once again isn't just with the signing of talent and paying them more. It was getting Larry Legend, who I consider to be the best ring announcer that is not in one of the big leagues to jump over to XPW and they found out something about Larry Legend, a, a guy who's a really great ring announcer also makes for a really great commentator, um, which mm. is one of the capacities in which they use him. Um, and so I wouldn't be shocked to see, um, you know, Diana Michelle, um, her skills continue to improve steadily. Um, if she's on your show, um, doing announcing. And I'm not talking about just with pro wrestling. I'm talking about other things that she does as well. You get a very strong vibe and a viewpoint, and it, she adds something to that show. Um, and, the, and all the other names on that list as well. Is anybody adding anything to a show more than Diana Michelle is? I guess we're going to find out throughout the voting process. Next up is Feud of the Year. This is, you know, uh, the Black Blood still with over. So we've got Owen Knight and Najasism, kind of even carrying over from last year into this year. Exotic Youth versus the Hierarchy. This is another interesting one. Exotic Youth versus Southern Honor Wrestling. And then even the possibly the strangest one, Skrilla the Great versus all of Georgia. I love the fact that out of the ballpark, but he he is just—he was just going after everyone he can, and challenging everyone he can, and you got to recognize that. Yes, and he got multiple nominations for for it. Yeah, I think I think Skrilla is the epitome of a guy who has gone from. main eventer of small shows to main eventer of large shows (laughs) and um, him versus all of Georgia is the clearest indicator. I think he's got a real shot of winning just because he's a guy who's done a great job of getting his name out there and exotic youth who are in multiple uh, nominees for this category might be hurt by votes being pulled to one direction or another and split. Then again, um, Exotic youth have proven in the past when it comes to these Georgia Wrestling Awards, um, they win, they win often, and people have recognized the fact that they are um, perhaps um, the greatest group going right now in Georgia. So that's going to be in another category, and we'll, there, I think it's the strongest field that we've had yet for Feud of the Year overall, and I think a number of categories that really applies they are the strongest field of nominees, especially in some of some of these newer categories. So it's going to be really exciting to see how the voting shakes out this year. If I could say one thing before we move on to the next category, um, because there were only four nominees, and that 
category, we found that in some of the categories, we could not get it down below five or six in a lot of them, which you're going to see as, as some of the other categories unfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we don't hold ourselves to like easiest, hard, fast numbers. Easy. It's the best ones yeah. are up. That's how it goes. And next up is promo of the year. We have the Joe Black Hierarchy promo from IWE. Irving West, Dominic Stuckey at CCW. Austin Towers at SVW. Murder One, Todd Sexton promo from Southern Honor Wrestling. The Nick Halen promo from Southern Fried Championship Wrestling uh, at, that was held on July the 1st. New names. Um, we're going to have new leagues that have now popped up and are out considered upper echelon, and they're getting nominees in. And not only does that mean that more leagues are represented, it means more wrestlers are represented. And um, – I'm going to just say it like this. Irving West, not the greatest in-ring talent, but that has very little to do with what you can do in a Probo. And the fact that he's nominated here um, makes me really, really, really happy. I think this is one of those categories that we secretly hoped would become better and better. And I think it's one of those categories that absolutely um, has gotten better and better over the years. And this year, very strong and very cool representation throughout the different major leagues in Georgia. And also, how important are the mic skills? That is so undervalued and that really people need to focus on that more, in my opinion. But I'll be curious to, to see the standards. The that, yeah, match sorry, of the year, please. Okay. Again, a wide variety and multiple nominations. Chip Day, Bryce Cannon from Southern States Pro. Lindsey Snow and Reagan from IWE. Judeus Nick Halen, the one-hour match from the Thanksgiving show of Southern Fire Championship Wrestling. The three stages of hell match, a match between Owen Knight and Nagasism Southern Honor. And the three-way match of Cruel, Adam Priest, and Alex Kane from Action Wrestling. And that's a match of the year. Again, it's easier than ever. Thanks to IWTV. Thanks to YouTube. Thanks to individual leagues. Now seeing the importance of this category and putting matches up for people to watch in a very public way. I noticed once the nomination process was about to start, IWE very smartly uh, made that match available. There were other leagues that could have had matches that were up for match of the year that chose not to publicly release them for either monetary reasons or out of spite, basically. And I think it's one of those where people are going to find out, no, you want if you want a chance to win match of the year, people need to be able to see that match. And what that tells me is this category is getting to be more and more prominent and important. And it also tells me that people are really interested in watching all of the matches that are nominated and not just voting a party ticket. And that makes me happier too. That's something that we've always wanted was for people to take the individual award categories themselves seriously and not just voting for the, uh, their version of a Republican or a Democrat, but instead really looking at who did the best match this year. And that, this is a tough category because so many different matches were nominated 
for this, and who could possibly have seen all of them? I did have a question, Robert. I thought mm-hmm. that uh, White Mike and Coach Mikey got in there. Did that not make it? Did that get dropped uh, out? Well, let me double check my notes. I might have food barred. Considering how my day is gone, that is entirely likely. <laughs> you know, this you know the. Uh, no, uh, we had decided uh, to. Actually, uh, no, that was in there. I'm sorry, everybody. I fucked up. Kel Priest. I fucked. I Rob Rod. <laughs> fucked up. So. My apologies to Coach Mikey and White Mike. I fucked up. Well, that that makes sure that they are in there, which means IWE, further cementing their status as one of the most premier leagues in Georgia, has not one but two match of the year nominees in that category. Now, is that going to strategy-wise work out hurting them? Um, we're going to have to wait and see, but I really love the fact that we are putting up um, the best matches of the year. It doesn't matter what league, if that match is worth being there, the boys let you know, and then we uh, make sure that we represent that in the category. So yeah, mistakes happen. Uh, By the way, I do like people uh, constantly nitpicking and complaining. Um, That's not sarcastic. That means people um, think these things matter, um, and they want to make sure that they are done to the best of their ability. Um, For people who have been sending in, how do I do this? How do I do that? We'll have all that information up on Georgia Wrestling History starting tomorrow. Basically, there is a website associated with these awards and these awards only, and you will uh, submit your desire to – you'll submit your email to this particular email address, and then you will get a link in which you can vote. That way we're ensuring that each person only votes once, and we're ensuring that actual wrestling people are doing this vote. Um, Are you going to possibly be questioned if uh, we don't know who you are in the wrestling world about what your wrestling credentials are so we can go check them out? Absolutely. Uh, this is of this. These awards are intended to be voted on by wrestling people in the state of Georgia, or even on the national scene. That has snuck in um, a time or two, and I think it's really cool. And yes, um, if you are a prominent wrestling journalist of some note and you want to vote in, can you get a um, the nominations to vote? Absolutely. But the only way you're going to know for sure is if you email the particular email address that we're going to put up tomorrow. So for those who've been asking, cool, go ahead. Um, Emailing splatinum at gmail.com ain't going to get you shit. I guess that's my way of saying it. Oops. No worries. Anyway, live events. Bunch of good nominations here. Again, spread out, but people thought about these and this is what they sent in. IWE, Intensity. Anarchy's Hardcore Hell 25, Riot on the Row, Still Hill 5 from Southern Iowa Wrestling, and the Pro South 15th Anniversary Show. Some massive milestone kind of shows. Um, I used to think that those were the kind of shows that had the better chance. 
Um, in the past, when we had like the Wild Side reunion show, that was kind of a shoe in for show of the year. Um, bunch of great shows. How many of those shows did either one of you guys either see or watch um, immediately after it happened? Uh, I was present for Hardcore Hell 25, and I was able to uh, catch uh, Still Here 5 and the Pro South 15th anniversary show on replay thanks to the Internet. Nice. Larry. I saw, the, of course, the Pro South uh, anniversary. I was at the IWE, Still Her 5. I don't remember if I saw that on tape or if I was there, actually, on that one. Nice. I, was, so, I missed I mean, Hardcore Hell. Georgia Wrestling History gets out and see these things. But more importantly, um, you probably, if you're voting for it and you really want to have a nice, honest vote, chances are you can find uh, most, if not all, of these shows online, places like IWTV, places like YouTube, places like the uh, pages associated with the leagues themselves. So please go ahead and check them out. If nothing else, you can. chances are you can read um, reports based on all of these shows. There's a lot of ways to garter the information that you need um, to make the best vote that you can, and we encourage you to do so. Going from live event into best promotion, and four shoe-ins and then one wild card, IWE. Southern Fried Championship Wrestling, Southern Honor Wrestling, Action Wrestling, and Classic City. Is this the year for Classic City? If nothing else, they have arrived. They are now in the discussion, but where are they have a seat at the table, but where exactly their seat is remains to be seen, but I think that's the biggest story this year as far as promotion of the year that Classic City has arrived. Um, what league got sacrificed in order for Classic City to get there? I thought that uh, was PCW, did PCW make the list, or did they just barely not make the list? They just barely not. Okay. Uh, it, it, was, it, was, it was, you know, if you want to, you know, if it's talking like a, a swim meet, it was like 0.9 seconds. That was it was close. Right. But I think it is right for Classic City to absolutely be there um, because they they're one of the groups that has a chance to win. This is one of those categories that people think of it as a dogfight between. I'll just be honest between Southern Honor and IWE. I think we might have a surprise this year. Um, but if nothing else, we know IWE is going to really turn out that vote. Um, Southern Honor, um, who appeared to, to just slip in any number of ways last year, we'll see if they can rebound. Or is, uh, are people ready to vote for Classic City or to give Southern Pride their due or Action their due? In this category, um, which usually to me is, is either a foregone conclusion or it's between one of two groups, this year, I honestly think the field's a little more wide open, and that's a great thing. Yes. Yes, it is. And I got to love it. Booker of the Year, the people who create the stories, Tim Blackman, IWE, Todd Sexton, Southern Fried, Dylan Freimeyer at Southern Honor, Ace Haven at Pro South, and Brian Blaze at Platinum Championship Wrestling. 
unbelievable. What can I say? Um, for Brian to make that list uh, makes me so proud. I'm not going to take credit for mentoring him. Absolutely not the case. I think guys like Matt Hankins, um, really the Matt Hankins shadow looms large in TCW, but they aren't underneath his shadow. I think, you know, they've really risen. Uh, Brian Blaze and Naja, uh, Bill the Butcher and others have done a great job of not only keeping Platinum Championship Wrestling going, but really making Platinum Championship Wrestling Remix um, their own thing. And Brian Blaze has done a phenomenal job and joins, you know, perennial winners like uh, Dylan Freimeyer and Todd Sexton. Um, But I know Tim is excited to uh, get the nod here in the category. And uh, boy, again, such a strong field and, you know, classic city showing up again. Uh, I can't (laughs) wait to see how the voting shakes out. Uh, and from behind the scenes, behind the curtain, we go into front of the curtain, often the face of the promotion, for good or for evil. These are the faces for Promoter of the Year. Tim Blackman, IWE. Gary Lamb, Southern Honor. David Manor, Southern Fried. Matt Griffin of Action. And then Justin Legend of Classic City. Well, one thing you got to look at with that list, I mean, how do you base your vote for promoter? There's the ones who are, I'm just going to say it. If you just flat out go, who's the best at promoting events in general, it's Gary Lamb. However, um, last year they took a tumble because is Southern Honor better promoted than the other leagues? That's what this category has turned into. Tim winning last year, it's a big deal. Um, There's been a very noteworthy feud. If you had told me one of the feuds of the year was Gary Lamb against Tim Blackman, I would have totally accepted that for feud of the year, um, even though it's not a storyline feud, right? But for promoter, again, just just done such a great job at um, Classic. Any of those guys could win for Promoter of the Year. I I wanted to highlight, by the way, the fact that Ace Haven um, was nominated for Booker of the Year. I think it's very much deserved. Um, But booking and promoting are two different things. But I also think it's fascinating that leagues that tend to be promoted very well are also booked very well. And I think that that is a very real thing and a really great thing as well. And then we come to another category that's kind of wide open. Manager of the year. The mouthpieces for some of the talent. We've got the pastor, Donald Jakes, Tristan Michaels, Talia Farrell, Xander Seepel, The Rev, Dan Wilson, and Amy Haven. New names, wide open fields. Yes, another wide open field, a lot of new names. Um, The fact that Donald Jakes, for example, um, could be in this category and possibly is in the new Rookie of the Year category as well, unbelievable. Um, The fact that we have women in that category, unbelievable. And here's what's interesting. Jeff G. Bailey had a lock on this award going back years. And then it was clearly the Matt Hankins era 
there's no era anymore when it comes to manager. But there's also not a thing. A couple years ago, I thought, gosh, manager's one of those categories. If we got rid of it, I would have been okay with it. I'm just being honest. Now, you can't. <laughs> there's too many great managers. There's too many great people doing great work. Um, and it's great to see them recognized. When you have legends in there like Dan, along with rookie managers who are making their name, to people like Amy Haven, who I think are justly getting their due, who have been great for a long time, it's going to be a big year. This category is a complete turnover from last year, except for Talia Farrow. He's the only repeater nominee from last Whoa. year. Yeah, and by the way, 19 names were nominated for this. Holy moly. That's, uh, I mean, you know, on the national scene, managers basically don't exist as prominent figures. Um, Even Paul Heyman, who once was sort of the eternal lock on the national scene for manager of the year. I don't know if there is a manager of the year on the national scene, but in the Georgia scene, Managing is alive and well. I'll say this too. The managers in the state of Georgia are clearly better than the managers in every other state, including Florida. I well, said well, it well. and I mean it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only because I haven't started managing here names, in Florida. <laughs> speaking of new names, we have Rookie of the Year. These, this is an entirely new category, and they set the criteria People with paid bookings starting in July of 2022 are eligible for this list. And so we got some names, and they are some good names. Starting off with Chip Schuyler, Hakeem Jeffries, Donald Jakes, Saul Wright, and the always faithful Lev. Um, the fact that Rookie of the Year is finally happening is wonderful and a big part of the story this year. The fact that there are that many legitimate uh, nominees is a testament to the people who are training people. It's a testament to the Nightmare Factory. It's a testament to WWA4. It's a testament to guys who have really burst upon the scene and are doing it. The fact that Donald Jakes is there is both frightening and wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, he made an impact. What can we say? And, uh, and it was something else. Uh, tag team and or slash stable. This is another one where we had to go to six names or six teams. And it also had the uh, nominee with the most nominations of all the categories. Exotic Youth, All-Star Special, The Hierarchy, Northside Heroes, Left-Hand Path, and The Grapplers. The fact that I no longer am in Georgia, and you say the names of all of those teams and groups, and I know exactly who each one of them is by name and reputation, indicates how strong the overall scene is 
more than any of the other categories. I think this category used to be a struggle. If Larry, if I could just ask you if you're being if we're being honest, it used to be a real struggle to come up with more than three groups that truly mattered. It's one thing to throw tag teams out there. It's another thing to have truly viable tag teams. And the tag team scene in Georgia is the strongest it has been in many many years. Yeah, I'd say Exotic Youth has the inside track again, but by no means are they a lock to win this award. Going into most improved. This has always been an interesting category of what would consider improvement, but I'm happy with these choices. We have the Flying Fro, Michael Walker, Tyler Stevens, Aaron Dallas, Cornelius Pepperbottom, Charlie Anarchy, and Rico Gonzalez. I um I gotta say something, Larry. There was a time a decade or more ago where I didn't understand why this category absolutely needed to exist. Now it is the category that I tend to like the most. I think mm-hmm. it's a testament to the great job that Larry has and others have done for years before you know, people like Rob Rod and I kind of hijacked the awards um, and really pushed them. I mean, the fact that this category goes back way more than a decade shows Larry really understands what's important in wrestling. And when you look at the people who have won this award in the past, they're the guys who are going to make the list of legend every year. Right, guys like Shadow Jackson, guys like Simon Sermon, and others, and now you have these young guys stepping up in an age where we talk a lot about flippy floppy and guys don't know how to do gimmicks. Ah, I'm not true at all. There's guys who are out there doing it, who are getting heat, who are getting attention, and uh, don't need to have um, the bodies of Greek gods or be quote unquote. Um, the prototype of who gets signed to the big leagues in order to do it. There's a lot of great personality out there. There's a lot of people getting heat out there. There's a lot of people really making a name for themselves and branding themselves through the strength of their performances out there. Um, To that point, among the people who have won the most improved, going through the – Corey Hollis, Chip Day, Fred Yehi, Bobby Moore – Jeter, Logan Creed, Alan Angels, David Ali, Skrilla the Great, Carly Bravo, Tyler Copret. So there. Greatness. So, and going from the most improved to the people who are at the pinnacle, the legends. Very special category, the Ted Allen Legend Award. You must have 50% of the vote in order to be a win the award. Uh, We do get a lot of past winners nominated. However, once you've won it, you cannot be nominated again. So uh, so, sorry to those people. But we do have a strong list of legends. We have Nick Patrick, Simon Sermon, and Murder One. These men have given back to wrestling. They are teaching. They are encouraging. And you, yep. uh, that's one of the things you have to is special about the Legend Awards. 
Um, you know, usually this category is dominated by somebody who is going through a personal tragedy or has passed on. Um, this year, I'm glad we get a chance to um, have a few guys there who are currently making contributions to the scene. And, um, again, you have to get 50% of the vote. So this category has turned into a very interesting thing where we had years where nobody won because they couldn't get the majority of the vote. But that hasn't happened lately. It seems like people are kind of voting in lockstep in order to get somebody this award every year. I'm curious who they're going to pick. I strongly suspect I know who they're going to pick, but I don't want to kind of sully the field by even saying it out loud. All of those guys deserve to be up for legend, and all of them deserve to get a shot at winning it. And something tells me eventually all of them probably will win it. The flowers abound for those three. Yeah. Best female. This is a, was such interesting. We have been talking for years about the lack of depth in female wrestling and female wrestlers in Georgia. We had 21 names nominated this year, almost twice as what was last year. This year, we have Lindsay Snow, Danny Jordan, Last year's winner, Crystal Rose, Brooklyn Creed, and Rose Gold. A category that at one point I was going to uh, lobby to get rid of, as I once lobbied to get rid of uh, Commentator of the Year. Uh, Or not Commentator of the Year, but separate. Um, But this year... I'm going to say this, uh, never a stronger field. And um, when you have somebody with relatively little experience, but who made an impact in a different kind of way in many ways, like a Rose Gold, um, who's shown up in multiple leagues, been in very prominent matches, but even when the attention is somewhat negative, like um, getting smacked by that fan and not really responding and creating that kind of attention is uh, something that stars do. Um, the attention isn't always directly positive. That doesn't make it uh, less legitimate. Um, you have a, all great women there, um, any one of whom could win in this category. Again, this is one of those categories that's, that traditionally was a two-person race, going back to like the sort of Pr- Priscilla Kelly, Kiara Hogan era, right? Or the era where it was like, Brooklyn Cree or like Pandora, Pandora or Aisha Sunshine kind of era. Now we have women um, all across who often don't interact with each other, which I find very interesting. Those five women don't often cross paths. It used to be, well, you're the one of the two women who wrestle in Georgia, so you wrestle each other again and again and again all over the place. That's really not the case anymore, is it? I will no, I mean, say yeah. I think five of the – Five of those names were in the women's tournament at Southern Fried Hat, I believe. Just as an interesting side point. Male performer of the year. This is, again, this is not necessarily wrestling. This is the performance aspect. We have Hunter James, White Mike, Bryce Cannon, Cruel, and narcissism. Wow. I, I'm really speechless when it comes to this, uh, this category. It's incredible. An incredible field. Yeah. 
out of the four, it was very evenly spread. There was a odds on favorite, but we'll have to see if that favorite holds up. And three of these guys were in, uh, nominated last year, Bryce Cannon, Hunter James, and Nogicism, in accordance with um, uh, Hunter won that one. Yeah. Bryce, yeah. Going from the performer to the technician of the year. Some familiar names and rightfully so. Plus an, a fairly new name, but he's, he's done some great work. Chip Day, Nogicism, Nick Halet, Owen Knight, Adam Priest, and Chris Kamikaze. No, none of those guys, this is something I've noticed about this category. None of those guys resemble the others. That's, that, as much as anything, is a testament to the strength of the performers and the ability. Um, you know, the cliche is always, oh, find your personality and turn it up to 11. I think it's way too simple. Um, but I think in this case, it kind of applies. I think all of these guys have found ways to take aspects of their own true personality and turn it up and make it into a very entertaining thing. And that leads us to the overall wrestler of the year. We have Cruel, Bryce Cannon, Nick Halen, Hunter James, Gorilla the Great, and Judas. Again, we used to have like these two-person races for this thing. Um, Larry, can you speak to um, the strength? I mean, you have guys here, like veterans um, definitely dominate this category, but not entirely. I think having a guy like Bryce Cannon in there um, really shows that, man, uh, the overall main event scene, because a lot of these guys wrestle for more than one promotion. This idea of um, one guy, one promotion, and don't wrestle for anybody else. I mean, that, that, that old notion is dead, gone, and buried. Yeah, you got and Bryce Cannon the... main eventing for, what, three, four different promotions. Yeah. You've, you've got Judeus um, holding multiple titles. Cruel, the new... IWTV world champion is back on the list. Yeah. yeah. It's Nick Halen has held multiple promotions. Skrilla yeah. has it's held a, multiple It's the strongest promotions. field. I'm just going to say it. It's the strongest overall field of nominees we've ever had. Ever. So, amazing. All that in 45 minutes. Not bad. Uh, One last thing on the nomination for that overall. That was the narrowest nomination tally. From the most to the least was only seven nominations between who had the most and who had the least. So that was extremely, extremely tight. Yes. And it means that people aren't ballot stuffing, trying to get the name of one particular jerk off who doesn't deserve it onto that award. And that makes me so happy. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Rob Rod, but the six who are there are the six who got the most absolute greatest number of nominations. There was no changes made by the committee in those. Is that do I have that? Do I remember that, that correctly? That is 100. That is 100 correct. Uh, those were the top six vote getters or nomination getters. Here's an important question, though, guys. Did we look at Dusty Finish's notes? 
Did we look at those? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, had, you had to go there. I'll always go there. And if you want to know what we're talking about, you'll just have to ask one of us, and maybe we'll tell you. Well, without uh, further ado, why don't we get uh, Josh Fields, co-promoter at IWE, get him get him on here to talk about, get his reactions to the work, because he was listening in, and also talk about what's happening with IWE. And thank you, Rob Rod, once again, for spearheading this nomination process. I, I would like to thank all the members of the committee who have helped out uh, shout out to Bob for helping with the spreadsheet for my computer illiterate self is I can't tell you how much that made my life easier. All right, let me get him on here. Yes, sir. Yes. Let's see. Do we have Josh Fields on the air? Well, you forgot my other title, the most boring man in Georgia wrestling history. <laughs> <laughs> You, you mean I finally lost that one? <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently I've taken your mantle, so thank you very much for passing the torch to me. Oh, man, I, I sense a new category next year's award. Yeah. I sense a new category <laughs> popping up. <laughs> oh, Josh, man. how are things going, my man? How are things going? A very exciting time. IWE, bigger and stronger than ever. Talk about it. Couldn't be prouder. Uh, I, I want to make sure that I do get this list of names out before I forget, because we always forget um, the the people that make IWE go, the people that not everybody knows, uh, Danny and Tina Mead, Drew Pate, Chris Cushman, Paige Blackman, Brian Oglesby, Coach Mikey, and last but not least, my wife, who puts up with all this nonsense and doesn't go crazy. But <laughs> I want to thank all those people and get their names out there because not the things that they do behind the scenes, IWE would not exist. And I just want to make sure everybody knows who they are. So I am very excited. Um, the one nomination that I'm most excited about is Lindsay and Kelsey getting in there for match of the year because if you've watched that match, you cannot say that that match does not deserve match of the year or not. So that's the one I was very, very happy that got in. I mean, the fact that it's a women's match, the fact that it's a match of its type that we have never, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Rob Rod or Larry, we have never seen a match like that in Georgia before. Is that accurate? I would say it is. For a women's match, I would say absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm not aware of anything off the top of my head. I mean, the, the, to, to see a, a match between two women that's that, like, brutal and hardcore, you'd have to go back to Pandora and Aisha, and even with the two of them, a very different vibe than two people who are actually pretty prominent on the national wrestling scene in Lindsay Snow and Kelsey Reagan. I, of course, I'm a huge Kelsey Reagan fan. See her all the time in Florida. And to see them come to IWE, and I'm going to say this, IWE is the one league in Georgia that has a prominent women's title that is actually defended. And um, Josh, you have to, have to be really proud of that. I mean, you and Tim have this vision 
and the vision found fruition, and now people are coming in droves to see it. Did you ever think it was going to get pulled off to this extent, if you're being honest? Absolutely not. I will be 100% honest. Um, when we, me and Tim started, well, Tim started and I came aboard with him, um, you know, we were drawing 70 to 100 people and didn't know how long we was going to be able to keep this going. And then all of a sudden, our crowd caught fire. Um, and if anybody has been to an IWE show, there is no crowd like it. We have very intense wrestling fans. And as Larry and you, Steve, as y'all all know, our fans are are very different, but they keep the show, and I think that they have they have put us in prominence, and we couldn't. I'm very, very thankful and very, very proud. I, I've got a question for you, Josh. How um, important is the um, Legion Hall as a venue for you? In terms of your success, <laughs> it is uh, it's the cornerstone. Um, we yes, we have a bar there. Uh, fans come there, and you know, enjoy the bar, enjoy the wrestling, and I think it's a perfect mix. I mean, you, I mean, you see now that there's shows that are they're put people are putting on shows in bars all over the state. And Absolutely, those are the most. Those are the most successful, one of the most successful shows that is going on, and you know, you know, it's it's not a secret. I mean, you know, we we work real hard to uh, with the Legion, and the Legion is great for us. And every other every other month on the second Saturday, people know that there's going to be wrestling in the Legion, and they come out and they come out ready to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, Josh touched on this. He's so right. Um, when you look at the rise of leagues like Classic, um, when you look at other leagues that, I mean, the people who have found the right places to do their shows benefit very directly, whether it's the action building um, for Southern Honor, whether it's, you know, any, whether it's, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Everybody just, just, KLT, oh, God. You know, when they, you know, they had their old venue, um, which works completely for them, and but were able to transition to a new spot successful. God, this is so fucking painful to say. When KLT was going to you know, and when they do that, um, you know, convention-level show that they do in front of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, um, when you look at the success of shows, even shows that we don't really talk about when it comes to these awards, but just as easily could be on here, right? When you have the Dragon Con Wrestling Show, I mean, a thousand people are watching that thing. When you look at IWE, 500 plus people are watching that thing. Uh, when you look at Southern Honor, and not quite as many people as watching as it used to, but that action building has seen hundreds, if not a thousand people watching before, and now Classic's doing it, you know, as well. And um, Larrietto's doing it. We're having um, leagues that are getting hundreds of people watching these shows month after month. It's an incredible time, and there's a lot to be positive about. And IWE, 
really breaking into that upper echelon, you know that they're now have the target on them. Because when I hear, you know, if I hear Hancock, who I wish we did have a chance to talk to him last week, I saw him sniping and bitching about what, what is an actual war game. When you're on top, the surest way you know you're on top is that people are coming after you. And the fact that Gary Lamb is going after IWE, though he would say that he isn't, um, and other leagues are as well, it's a sure indication that people have recognized there's been a little bit of a sea change. Josh, I, as a guy who's had to take a lot of heat for a bunch of different things over the years. Um, <laughs> Here we go. I, and I Here know, we go. I mean, if, if, if we're all being honest, all of us get aggravated from time to time about having to take this kind of heat. Um, do you feel like you're better at dealing with it than you were years ago, or is it always just a pain in your ass to have to deal with it? It is an absolute pain in my ass when I wake up. I mean, I'm just going to be real with you, you know, and here's the part that I said I was going to avoid, but, of course, Stephen Platinum gets it out of me. Uh, we, you, you know who number one is because they always talk about you. You don't have to talk about yourself. So yeah, when we got the Gary Lambs and – other people saying, oh, well, IWE, they're not as good at this as we are. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. And the numbers don't lie. I mean, we're averaging over 400 people. And last year when we won promotion of the year, we were only averaging 282. So you tell me how we're not promotion of the year in 2023. Pretty strong argument. Yeah, okay. uh, I, Josh. Did you? Did, I mean, I, honestly, three years ago, did you think? I mean, I that was always the goal. Tim was always very forthright about that when I used to come and help with IWE shows. Tim, I, I, well, here's what I love, guys, in general, about IWE. Everybody's leadership style, from Matt Griffin, David Manders, Todd Sexton, uh, Bill Barron. I, when you look at any of the guys who are leading right now, Brian Blaze. Uh, Justin Legend, everybody, Ace Haven, everybody is completely different. Everybody is unique in their approach. The, I, I've often complained that leads don't have a strong enough vision for me. Certain groups don't have a strong enough vision for me. But as far as the personalities leading them are all very strong and complete, there is no formula. Guys like Jim Cornette, who are very steadfast about there's one way to do things in the right way, it's horseshit. And I think we look at the guys who are doing it right now in Georgia wrestling and the Georgia wrestling area, they're each doing it in their own unique way. And I think the boys really gravitate towards those personalities and are helping pull these leagues up and up and up, moving in the same direction, being led by very different people. I can absolutely tell you that Tim's vision, uh, the great thing about Tim's vision is it actually came to fruition. Uh, what we sat around the table four years ago and dreamed of, it came, it came true. Uh, of course, we are, we are never satisfied. Uh, Tim and I are the cut of the same cloth. Well, we're, we're never happy. Uh, the other uh, couple shows ago, we had, you know, after the 500 show, we had 400, and I was mad. And if you would have told me two years wow. ago I was mad about 400, 
you would, <laughs> I would have told you you're an idiot. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean that's the thing. We're always striving to be better, to to beat the last show, to make the last the, this show better than the last. And we're never we're we. I know Tim and I are never going to be satisfied. So for two guys who are never satisfied, what are you shooting for in 2024? To shut up all the doubters. To shut up everyone. Oh boy. We do and 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 I and I can tell you that that is that is my main goal is to silence the critics. And mm. the critics were the critics came out and the critics continue to come out. And all I can do is tell them, sit back, enjoy IWE, because we're shutting you up in 2024. Oh, my God. I love, <laughs> I love in this era of bullshit peace where all the oh, we're all going to hold each other's chubby little hand and all of our receding hairlines are going to join to form a perfect union. And, oh, you could be on my show and do your little angle. Fuck that shit. Win. <laughs> I love it. Let me say this too. I think IWE was born of strife. That section, that town of Augusta, even like the penny leagues that don't even matter anymore. I don't even know if some of these fuckers even do shows, but I think um, iron sharpens iron. And I think, you know, viral and IWE have been sort of the dark sister for each other and helped with each other's success by pushing them. I think having a competitor to really go at, it's one of the things that's hurting fucking Gary Lamb. Because he's got no, he can't even pretend there's a show across town that he hates, which is what he did for the first years. He pretended that other fucking show mattered in order to give himself something to really tilt at. And he doesn't have that anymore. And so now he's got to pretend that everybody fucking gets along and it's boring and it's stupid and it's not wrestling. But you know what is? Joshua Hancock bitching about a one ring war game. Like, I fucking loved it. Hey, Steve, Steve. Yeah, uh, we yeah. Are, we already got a clarification. The the, the 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 shit's already starting to fly. It was not love it. Joshua Hancock who said anything. It was oh, it Thomas was uh, it was Justin's brother Thomas Hancock who made the Thomas. Remark. You're right. You're absolutely. I own apology. I'm sorry. I, I, right tried to jump in, but I tried to jump in, but he was on a roll, so I just let him go. <laughs> So. No, no I, I, I do apologize for that distinction, but let's face it, there are also cat's paws, too, right? Like, Gary Lamb doesn't say anything, but his boy Chris Doherty might, right? Like, and I love that, too. I love that people have burner accounts and fake accounts so they can talk shit. I love that shit, because what it is an indication of is a healthy scene. Um, it's a healthy I didn't want to get where guys are competing. And that's what the awards are about in by and large. I'm, please go ahead. I, I do want to go ahead and get one shot that has been shot at uh, IWE for the last couple of months. And I'm probably going to get fired up talking about this. So I do apologize, but the free tickets that we give out, that is to vet ticks. We have one of the largest army ba military bases 
in not only the state of Georgia but the southeast. And if people want to and if people want to come after me about giving tickets to military families, uh, people who've served this country, then they can come on. But I will never ever shy away from the fact that yes, I do we do give tickets to military families and will continue to do so and that is the only tickets that we give away for free. I got a quick question. Uh, do you ever see outgrowing the American Legion Hall? Mm. At some point, I do. I mean, well, when we had 530-some-odd people in there, uh, I believe Larry was at that show, you couldn't move. And, nope. and, and that and And that's once we start – averaging 530-some-odd people a show, then, yes, we're probably going to look for a different venue. But the only bad thing about that is is you have to start, you know, going against, you know, liquor laws and all that other good stuff that you have to deal with. So at one point, I, I, I hope that's a problem that we have going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, Josh, um I'm really happy for you. I'm happy for Tim. I'm happy for I'm happy for your wives. I I I consider it a privilege that I got to be there in sort of the growing stage and really got to see how things ran. It's just like when I took that to think that this all spawned from the tour where I went to I stopped by PCW to stop into their training center. And I also stopped into Pro South to see Ace Haven really do his thing and got a new respect for that. Um, and then I also looked at that IWE show, which led to me being there, helping out a little bit. I, you know, I, I sometimes it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut when people are saying things because I know, I know how things really run and I know the uh, kind of devotion. I know how the boys really feel about IWE. I guess that's the main thing. And the affection that they have for Tim, Tim is sort of uh, unapologetically in uh, loves um, the boys and he doesn't, he doesn't hold them at arm's length like many do. And some might find fault with that, but I think it's one of IWE's strengths. I think it's one of the reasons the boys are very proud to work there. Um, and I think that's reflected in the kind of performances that they give. Um, and I think, and let me, let me talk on this. I think one of the main stories this year is the rise of classic. The classic had 1600 people watch their wrestling happen. Now, did they come there for a concert? Absolutely. Does that mean that they didn't watch the wrestling? Of course not. It is legit. And I think the people who sort of tilt at IWE's size of crowds, guess what? You know the league that they people used to undermine their crowd size? It was Southern Honor, right? Um, it, now it's IWE, and for me, that's a very strong anecdotal indication, a symptom of the rise in the strength of IWE that people endlessly question the size of their crowds. Well, guess what the fuck you can do? You can show up there with your little ticker counter and count. <laughs> please, if you're not, please do. 
And if you're not Please doing do that, shut the fuck up. But but you know what? Don't shut the fuck up because it's it's as wrestling as it gets, and I love it. I love that KLT still like bitches from the shadows. You know, I love it um, because again, if you ain't trying to win, what the fuck are you doing? If you're not trying to improve. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, Southern states finally cracked into the 100 crowd level again, and now they're talking shit. And you know what I say? Good. <laughs> I think it's Completely good. I think, it's, I, I, think, I think murder and Josh having a chip on their shoulder for a positive reason instead of bitching, moaning, and whining is great. And it's good for wrestling, and it's good for the boys to wrestle in front of bigger crowds if they can. And uh, I love it. Josh, um, I know you're proud, and I know you have people around you saying how proud they are of you. Let me just say uh, I'm proud of you. And uh, IWE, um, I mean, they're gonna, they got to walk into the action building last year and uh, Molly Wop Southern Honor to their faith. This year, it's a very different thing. It's a very different venue. And Gary Lamb probably isn't going to be there. But what's it going to feel like? You know, there is a real thing, and it's called a sophomore jinx. And we've seen it many times where once somebody achieves a level of prominence, that next year feels like a come down. Do you think that's going to happen? And uh, what are you doing to try to help prevent the sophomore jinx from happening this time working harder than we ever have before this yeah. is this is tim and i's labor of love uh me t- people have no idea which i'm everyone does I, i'm not discounting that but i know firsthand how hard everyone works to make sure that iwe is always a great show always has great attendance and everything goes as smooth as possible in the wrestling business and we we will not we will not be satisfied i can i can guarantee you that yeah i you know there's something that josh fields um when when you were basically became a car salesman um years ago um Josh is a great one, not a good one, not an okay one, not a guy who does it for a living, just a guy who does it for a living, but a great salesman. Promoters promote and salesmen sell. And when you look at guys like Tracy Myers, who, you know, does one of the biggest things ever in the South, who we're always trying to get on this show, right? Tim, Josh, Gary Lamb is the promoter par excellence. And, you know, it might bristle these guys to have their names mentioned next to each other, but the truth is that the guys are bringing these real-world skills into the wrestling business, and the wrestling business is better for it. Um, And the proof is in the pudding. The guys who sell in their everyday lives are are pushing their wrestling promotions into the well over 300 category. Um, promoting is a very difficult, specialized kind of job, but we're having more people who are good at it than ever before, more leagues that are good at it than ever before. Um, so, you know, I never want to forget Larietto. I never want to forget Classic when I'm talking about these things. Those guys have done a phenomenal job. But, you know, 
Josh and Tim don't have to take a backseat to anybody. That's pretty obvious at this point. Well, certainly and just so Gary that. Lamb can get drunk a few more times, I'm going to mention Gary Lamb at least two more times. So, Gary Lamb, if you're listening to this, please drink up a shot for me, Gary Lamb. Oh, Gary's Gary's listening. Oh, not listening, but listening. <laughs> and I can promise you that. <laughs> Boy, All right, well, Josh, anything? Josh, Ella, before we get out of here, is there anything that you want to promote or talk about here right at the end? Absolutely. January 13th, we are having our next show at the American Legion. Uh, we have IW, Team IWE versus a hierarchy in the War Games match. Danny Jordan versus Lindsey Snow for the IWE Women's Championship. White Mike with a partner of his choosing versus Cruel with a partner of his choosing. We have Exotic Youth, Billy Brash, The Ugly Ducks, Reality, MLW Champ, Alex Kane, Chad Skywalker, and Nogicism all on the show that night. <laughs> um, Larry and Rod, can I point out something? There was Please. a time, Larry, if, if you look back at the, Larry and I have been partnering on this show for eight years. Let me say that again. Eight fucking years, okay? Um, and there was a time, Larry, where people would come on this show and we would go like, okay, it's your time. Go ahead and promote your thing. And they would stumble over themselves. We would have wrestlers that would be like, what's the best way to contact you? And they would go, um, I mean, I guess you could email. Do you remember the last time anybody was like that, Larry? I can't. Been a while. The people while. are prepared. This is... This is why competition is fucking good. Josh came on here. Guess what? Josh sold me my car, and he just sold me that show, right? Like, <laughs> preparation and the hard work that nobody sees is the key to success in the modern game. It's the ability to talk your way into a brewery. It's the ability to talk your way into a great place like the Legion Hall. It's your ability to produce again and again and again and again until you impress people. It's the ability to survive like a group like Southern States does. No matter what hardships these guys run into, they find their way to talk around it, talk through it, or promote over it. And preparation and the hard work you're putting in, I love it when we see the fruits of that labor because it, it provides a great example for other leagues. And I think IWE is one of these places that's providing a great example for others. So, Josh, thank you so much for being on. Um, that's going to be a big deal. Again, January 13th, correct? Yes, sir, at the American Legion. Uh, you can follow us on all social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we're starting to uh, build up our YouTube page so we can get our matches out there to the public that, that, doesn't, that does not have access to IWTV and just has more access to YouTube. We're trying. We're in the process of building up that page as well. So go follow us on all platforms. Woo! Love it. Thank you so much, Josh, for being on. Uh, best of luck in the future, and that award show is coming up, and I know IWE is going to be on that red carpet in force. We'll be there, and thank you all for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. When 
when Tim other, told other me, when Tim told me that Josh was going to be a car salesman, I got to tell you, Josh in person, I'm not going to say, oh, he doesn't strike an imposing figure. I will say that he comes across as a guy that's like, oh, he's cool. You know, he's a friendly dude, da 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 That guy's a monster. The stories Tim would tell me about, like, there's just some people who really take to the idea of selling. And as much as people don't want me to say it, I'm going to say it again. The ability to be good at any aspect of performance or professional wrestling or otherwise, it's a sales job. Promoter is a sales job. I talk all the time. Booker is a sales job. You have to sell the boys on your vision or it doesn't fly. And to be a wrestler, my God, you're selling yourself, as the old cliche says, right? And we're in a golden era where we have more people who are better at selling their shit than ever before. Um, and, I mean, you know, like Rob Rod, it takes practice. Like the personality that Rob Rod has on display, it's always been there. Now he's just better at selling it, right? And it's really, really great. Um, I don't know, guys. You just talked me out of my clothes, Steve. No. It's what I, you know, (laughs) anybody will tell you from the time I was at PCW, it's the one thing that I do very well. But we're going to please that. Rob Rod, where where are you going to be, not just this weekend, but in the near future, my man? Uh, I am uh, currently in research for Florida shows to do a report on and also following uh, at least three new shows in Georgia that are happening in January and February that I uh, found. So uh, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, and then, uh, unfortunately, I will not be able to make the gala this year. Uh, I got cosmetic resets to do. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, mm. joy. So... If you haven't yet, uh, we're looking for sponsors and uh, some presenters still to be filled out. Please contact Narcissism for information and get your name and network and have a blast at the gala coming up on January the 27th of this year. Nice. Larry, where are you going to be this weekend and in the near future? I will be at the... Anarchy show in Monroe on Saturday night. I wow. smell something. Something's happening out there. You know, that's more than meets the eye. I think. Um, I wish I could be in two places in one night because on that same night in Rome, Georgia, at Dillard's, the first show in Dillard's since 2005. What? With, yes, they're returning to NAWA. Is returning to Dillard's in Rome with Abdul the Butcher being uh, inducted into their Hall of Fame. And this will not be a one-off running Dillard's. So watch that space at Dillard's. They're, they're already, they will already be back two weeks from Saturday night. So a little plug there for those guys. 13th, I'll be in IWE for the War Games. Hopefully the 19th and 20th, 19th action in Fayetteville, 20th Classic City. So January is already heating up pretty good. And Duke is hopes to be at Southern Honor and cover that show uh, tomorrow night. I am returning to wrestling shows. Um, now that my schedule has somewhat 
stabilized after the holiday season, meaning I'm not having to work at the overnight job on weekends, which is really what prevents me from going to shows. Um, I'm going to make Mayhem on Mills in a couple of weeks. They're in a new venue. You know, that's my favorite show here in Florida. Um, And then the show that I used to make fun of because they have the worst name of any promotion, Local Pro Wrestling. Let me say the name of that shit. Local Pro (laughs) Wrestling. I went from making fun of them when they were in the community center near my house to they're running that showcase of Citrus Place, and they're getting crowds in the – they're selling out. They're basically packing that place now um, with their shows every month. So I'm going to attend their uh, next show because I want to see how exciting it is. That's the place the kids and I go to see the monster truck tour. They, you want to talk about a perfect marriage of wrestling and venue, that place that has all the kitschy Americana stuff right in that hall where they have all that stuff is where they do the wrestling show. And it's exciting and it's super cool and they're taking off and I want to see it. Plus I found out that a guy that I cannot stand here in the Florida scene is no longer involved with an Orlando based promotion. So I'm going to start going to that shit. Now that I don't have to see that evil cocksucker. So (laughs) and you know what? I saw that Fort Myers rod has a, as a regular show going on. Don't they? Um, Yes. I might need, I might not. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Uh, yeah, Real Pro Wrestling, I believe, believe they're named. They're running, uh, if not once a month, at least every six, six or so. And plus, there's another one that's starting up, but they're more infrequent. I've got actually a show report in my back pocket. I need to get finished up and put out for that. Great. Uh, and so hopefully I'll be able to go to more shows uh, and uh, uh, with my schedule. And I saw where uh, Amber Nova defeated Ivelisse for the Shine Women's title in what I would consider to be an upset because nobody behind the scenes guards themselves more than Ivelisse, from what I've heard, as far as not losing. But it was undeniable, and uh, Amber Nova eventually beat her. And so congratulations to her. She is on my list, if I ever get this thing finished, writing of uh, 12 people who need to be signed to one of the majors in 2024. I'm, so I'm, I'm dying to read that, that list, Steve. I'm dying to read that thing. I hope you get it up soon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of exciting stuff going on. Um, again, um, you'll have the information on how to um, get your ballot and then get voting. I know Naja needs to get those votes in his, uh, you know, he wants to get everything going for planning purposes of the award show. So we need to get it going. And that means I got to get it going. So um, we're all, we all got that set up, but I just want to take this time real quick. I know we're about to go uh, to really thank, um, obviously Larry's the godfather of all this shit. None of this would exist without Larry and Georgia wrestling history, but I got to say Rob Rod has really taken the reins and made a, a, like, I love to think that I took a good thing and made it great. I think Rod is taking a great thing and making it somehow even better. Um, And it's the people who are putting in their time, the people who are redoing that Georgia wrestling history website. So it looks big time and pro. And I know people like to make fun of the low tech way that the podcast is done. Eight years, motherfuckers eat a dick. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's guys like who do this out of love again, Rob Rod, me, Larry, um, even guys that I can't stand like dusty finish Duke, all the rest, all of us are working 
for our, our love of the Georgia wrestling scene. And it's a very unique, wonderful thing. But, Rob, I just want to tell you right now, um, the work you're doing is stunning. And you're streamlining and reinforcing of the nomination process. So people had to be an actual educated voter this year. Um, it's exactly the kind of thing that needs to happen, and it makes these awards more and more prestigious. And it makes these young guys who are now involved in the process know their time's not being wasted. And the fact that the nomination process was probably smoother and easier this year than it ever has been because it, it just basically coincided with the people who – and the nominations they put in. I mean – that's what we want. We don't want to have an active hand in altering anything. What we want to do is to be able to go, here's who the peers say is the best in this category, and this is who has won, and it's a good thing. That's our goal, not to push an agenda. I mean, I, whenever I hear somebody go, well, Stephen Platinum doesn't want me to win, so I won't win. Eh, eat your mother's dick. Like, I have no interest in that. I just want to see um, the people that the boys, because the boys, and when I say boys, I mean the women who are involved as well in wrestling, of course. I want them to tell us this is the person who deserves to be mentor. That's what these awards are about, is the boys giving the honor to one of their own, because nobody knows better than them. And that's what it's all about. So thanks, Rob Rod, for your work, Larry, me. Um, and Larry, anybody else you want to name as far as that goes, the people who are behind the scenes here at Georgia Wrestling History that are Bob really McKeer making it? For, uh, yeah. Bob McKeer mm-hmm. for redesigning the website and yeah. doing doing so much work on the um, – and, and, you know, and his photography, of course. I mean, he's the, the, yeah. the, the, all the photos that appeared this year, that's, you know, that's his stuff. Two other quick notes before we get out of here. Zombie Dragon, Steve, showed back up, of course, in person. My God. I know you, you must I, have enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a great deal. I think the world and of that we, guy. We owe Joshua Hancock uh, a visit after that screw-up with Blog Talk last week, so we will get that rescheduled. Yeah, baby. Get him on here. Because, again, I think, you know, Iron Sharpens Iron and Viral, IWE has a pressure that no other league has. I don't think they understand how Augusta works. And Viral is right there. Viral at one point stumbled, stumbled hard, but now they're, they're better than they've ever been. It's a stunning story. If, Larry, if somebody had said, Augusta, Georgia, that's where the big shit happened, let me say that. That's again. what I would have done. I, mean, I would have laughed. <laughs> Rob Rod, did, do you have your passport so you can go out to Augusta, Georgia? I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> that was a try. Even I mean, for me, Augusta, Georgia. I mean, I don't know. It's just such an exciting time. Savannah, Georgia's got a wrestling scene. Like, it's bigger and better than ever. Um, yeah. We're working hard to make sure that we're reporting it to you. Um, and a better-looking group of uh, wrestling podcasters has never existed, for the record. I'm sorry, I weighted the average down. No, 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 you didn't. No, no, no. Just not being here helps <laughs> a lot. So. <laughs> but see, that's what happens when oh, you're not married. Here, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> and also, there's, right. there's three—a total of three promotions 
in the Augusta area. Uh, I'm not even counting anything that's over the border in South Carolina. So that there's something interesting going on in Augusta. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, in any case, um, we're getting these tipping points, Doug, baby. You know, the next time we talk, I'm sure we will be either in the throes of the uh, awards or um, post-awards. But in any case, you know, if you are a wrestling person, definitely ask for your ballot and vote. And uh, all I can say is this, let the bitching begin. It already has. <laughs> it already, it already has. I'm on Facebook right now, it is. It in any case, Sporon, thank you to our guest, Josh Field. Thank you to Rob Rod for being on with me and Larry. Um, for Larry Goodman, Rob Rod, I'm Stephen Platinum. Thank you for joining us for The Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.